Welcome to Crosspoint. 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 An interactive program featuring ministers and leaders of the Christian community addressing the issues that are challenging the church today. Here's your host, Mark Taylor. Welcome to this edition of Crosspoint. I'm Mark Taylor. My guest is Pastor Benny Tate. Under his leadership and through God's guidance, the Rock Springs Church in Milner, Georgia, grew from 80 people to 8,000. What brought such a growth? Well, let's find out today on Crosspoint. Well, today here on Crosspoint, quite an interesting story here I come across a while back, and uh, it's the story of uh, Pastor Benny Tate and what happens when... um, you start seeking the Lord, and the Lord begins to move in mighty ways. And that wasn't the way everything started out, I know, Pastor, because I'm looking in the introduction of the book, and you, it's titled Desperate for Unlimited Power. You said, when your family makes a living <laughs> selling whiskey and illegally out of the back door of your house, there's not much for a good night's sleep. And you said that works pretty good until you eventually get shut down and your source of income is stopped. But then you talk at the bottom of that page, you said, I got saved in my life, and it paved a much better path than the one I lived all those years. I got saved when I was 16 years old and have followed Jesus ever since. I can remember reading about the Holy Spirit in the Bible, but never having any stolid understanding. I'd say that's pretty common, but tell us a little bit about your story. Well, as far as coming to Christ, uh, Mark, I was from a very dysfunctional family up my mother spent one night with a man, and, and I was conceived. And uh, I was uh, raised by an abusive stepfather who basically mentally, physically, and emotionally abused me. And he would tell me I would never amount to anything. That was the environment that I grew up in. We probably left 15 or 20 times. I would He was uh, physically abusive to my mother and we probably left 15 or 20 times. We would always go back. I wrote a book called Defy the Odds, and I tell this entire story. Long story short, we started living in nightclubs and taverns. My mother went to commit suicide. She decided that life wasn't worth living. She didn't want to do it with me, so she wanted to go to her first cousin's house that she had partied and caroused with. She knocked on the door of the first cousin's house, and that first cousin said to her, said, you can spend the night, but I want you to know I'm not the person that I used to be. And my mother gave her life to Christ. I've often said the place where she went to end her life, she found life. She came back home. I saw the contrast in my mother's life. I became a Christian when I was 30 years old. I met my father for the very first time. And uh, it was just a real dysfunctional life that, uh, that God redeemed us out of. And uh, I say to people, no matter what your family is, no matter what the situation is, through the power of the Holy Spirit, you can change. And uh, God just did a radical work. And I wasn't groomed to be a preacher. You know, my dad spent time in prison, and so I I wasn't groomed to be a preacher. But uh, your past does not have to define your future. And uh, just God did a great work in my life and in the life of our family. Well, that's the way God works a lot of times. I, you know, if you read the story of how God uses great men, uh, you know their stories usually start out in a not a great way. Uh, but God has great plans, and if we'll 
get in line with those plans, God can do great things in our lives. And I'm looking in the chapter uh, one here of the book. Now you start talking about the book of what we're talking about today, Unlimited. It's called Experiencing the Fullness of God's Power in Your Life. It says, according to the American Worldwide View of 2000, the uh, inventory of 2021 survey conducted uh, by Arizona Christian University of the 69% of Americans who call themselves Christians, a majority, 58%, contend that the Holy Spirit is not real living being, but is merely a symbol of God's power and presence and purity. I would say that's pretty common in most of our churches. <laughs> Without a doubt, Mark, I love what Oswald Chambers said. He said the Holy Spirit is the first power we come to experience, but he said it's the last power that we come to understand. And what I found about serving as a denominational president for 10 years and preaching all over America and all over the world, I've learned there's a great emphasis on God and an emphasis on Jesus, but there's not much emphasis on the Holy Spirit. And I wanted to write a book. If you look the endorsements of my book, Ruth Graham wrote the foreword for my book. Uh, Will Graham, Billy Graham's grandson, he uh, wrote an endorsement on it. But I also have people from, like Jensen Franklin from Free Chapel Church and Pastor Jim Simbla, both of these men whom I've preached for at the Brooklyn Tab, uh, wrote endorsements. I wanted to write a book on the Holy Spirit that would be for the entire body of Christ. And uh, because I desperately believe that the teaching on the Holy Spirit is something that our world and our churches need today. There's no doubt that there's a miss in that or we wouldn't have a country the way it is because the Spirit's power is always real and there. And you're right, if, if we would use it the way it's supposed to be and work with the Holy Spirit as who the Holy Spirit is, as one of the Godhead. Uh, you know, that that what you just said to also makes me think, you know, the churches will preach sometimes and mention the Holy Spirit, but they never dive off deep into who the Holy Spirit is. Unequivocally. And, and, and what's so interesting, if you study the Word of God, Jesus said these words, not, not Pastor Benny Tate, but Jesus said these words. He said, it's necessary for you that I go away. And he said, it's more necessary that the invisible Holy Spirit be here than the visible Jesus be here. Now, really process that, Mark. Yeah. He said it's it's more important that the invisible Holy Spirit is here than the visible Jesus here. And with, with, with Jesus making a statement like that, I think it's an indictment on us that we there's not more teaching and discussion on the Holy Spirit. Yeah, on page 23 of the book, you said when it comes to knowing the Holy Spirit, you have to get to know Him the same way you have people develop relationships. Now, tell us kind of what you mean there. You know, I mean, we have relationships, but then we have some really close relationships. It's family relationships sometimes. But that's what you're saying is we've got to have a very, very, very close relationship with the Holy Spirit for the Holy Spirit to be able to work in us. Unequivocally, here was here's what I would want our listeners to understand, Mark. The Holy Spirit is not a force. He's not enthusiasm. He's not energy. He is a person. He is a person. And people must seek a relationship with the person of the Holy Spirit. He's a person. 
Now, what was interesting, too, when the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost, I, I believe God's got a message for us. He says they were in one accord, and they were sitting. They were sitting. It doesn't say they were walking. It doesn't say they were busy. It doesn't say that they were running. It says they were sitting. And what I would say to our listeners today, if you want a relationship with the Holy Spirit, it's going to involve some quiet time. It's going to involve some time of you just being alone with God and letting Him speak to you and giving you an opportunity to speak to Him. The the Bible talked about with Elijah that he spoke to him in a still, small voice. Well, one translation says a gentle whisper, a gentle whisper. For somebody to whisper to you, you're going to have to be close to them. For somebody to whisper to you, you're going to have to be still. And I'm convinced that the Holy Spirit wants a relationship with us. But uh, if, if the enemy can't make us bad, he'll make us busy. And he's made us busy, so busy today that many times we're missing a, a, what's really important. Well, I know you say the Holy Spirit provides the source and the nourishment for the abundant life that Jesus promised. So when we're not living that abundant life like we should be, is that sometimes in a kind of a connection there that we are not living with the Holy Spirit as we should be? Unequivocally, unequivocally. I think many people are in union with God, but they're not in communion with God. And I believe that the Holy Spirit, it's going to involve, to have a relationship with Him, it's going to involve seeking Him. You know, uh, I am convinced that if we want more of God, we want more of God. It involves giving Him more of us. See, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 3 and 16 that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. That is to say, we house the Holy Spirit. But... It's so important that we allow him to come into every room, that he's able to come into our thought life, that he's able to come into our relationships. He's able to come into our finances. And many times we want to compartmentalize, and we want to allow God to be in certain rooms of our lives, but we don't want him to be in the whole, the entire house. And he's not interested in just being a resident in our lives he wants to be president in our lives. Yeah, and exactly. And and the Holy Spirit, again, you know, the Bible talks about not quenching the Spirit of the Holy Spirit, not, you know, causing the Holy Spirit to be grieved where the Holy Spirit don't. You know, I think that happens, though, quite a bit with Christians. They grieve the Holy Spirit so the Holy Spirit doesn't stay near them like the Holy Spirit wants to. And so they don't have that relationship with the Spirit nor understand the Holy Spirit, because they're in a kind of a constant grieving process of driving the Holy Spirit away. I mean, they use the, the example of a dove. Well, if anybody's ever dove hunted or done anything with doves, you know, you've got to be really careful because them boogers are spooky, you know, about everything. And so you have to be kind of real quiet and stuff when you're messing around with doves because that's the way they are. You know, Mark, it's so interesting. The Bible says in Ephesians 4 and 30, and grieve not the Holy Spirit, no. whereby you're sealed into the day of redemption. The word grieve there literally means to deeply sad, to deeply sad. And then it goes on in verse 31 and verse 32, and it talks about the things that we can do. It talks about bitterness. 
It talks about evil speaking. It talks about not being forgiving of others. And see what we do. We grieve the Holy Spirit. And you say, Pastor, is the Holy Spirit with us? Yes, but his manifested presence is uh, his manifested presence is not like it could be because we've grieved him. We've deeply saddened him. We grieve the Holy Spirit, I am convinced, by the things we do. We quench the Holy Spirit by the things that we don't do. And I think it's that we need to understand the Holy Spirit is a perfect gentleman with a mind, will, and emotions, and he can be grieved, and he can be quenched. Yeah, yeah, you have to think about that when you're watching TV, you're eating lunch, you're having a conversation with somebody. You have to think about the Holy Spirit if you want the Holy Spirit involved. You cannot grieve the Holy Spirit. In here, page 53 of the book, it's entitled The Continual Filling, and the chapter there, make the Holy Spirit a priority every morning, you say. Ask Him to empty you of whatever uh, displeases God and surrender your plans to Him. You know, Pastor, I, uh, you know, I guess some people are different, but when I'm praying, you know, a lot and I'm asking for God's will to be done, then most of the time I'm, I'm saying, okay, Holy Spirit, I've laid out my prayers before the Father today, but you've got to help me because you know what the Father really wants to do in all of this. And, you know, so I'll do you talking to the Holy Spirit just the same as if I was speaking to God, you know, there in, in my office or wherever I'm having my prayer time. Um, but that's kind of what you're talking about here, isn't it? Unequivocally, unequivocally, it's just talking to the Holy Spirit and realizing how desperately, how desperately we need Him. This is a real practical book on the Holy Spirit. It's a We talk about how we need the Holy Spirit in every aspect of our lives. The Christian life is not difficult without the Holy Spirit. The Christian life is impossible without the Holy Spirit. Yes. It, the Holy Spirit is the one that will convict us of our sin. So, you know, Mark, reality is you can't become a Christian, nor can you have assurance of your salvation outside of the Holy Spirit. So when somebody says, hey, this book, Unlimited, this book on the Holy Spirit, that's really not, I'm really not interested in that. Well, you really don't know what you're saying. <laughs> uh, I, maybe it's okay to not be, be interested in my book, but it's not okay to not be interested in the Holy Spirit. But why do people do that, Pastor? I mean, there's a lot of people, they don't want to discuss the Holy Spirit. They've got these spooky ideas. <laughs> and, uh, you know, of course, in the old part of the, you know, New King, Old King James and stuff, and the Puritans, the Holy Ghost, you know, that was the word, it was a ghost, and that, but it's still, it's not spooky, but I think sometimes we've, in some of our churches, have taught our parishioners that that is a spooky spot. Yes, I think there's three reasons, and I talk about those in the book. I think one of the reasons why people are maybe uh, hesitant about the Holy Spirit is simply because of ignorance. And all I mean by ignorance is I mean they're unlearned. And maybe that's a that's an indictment upon pastors and Christian leaders just like myself. I think we haven't taught the people. I, I think we haven't taught the people about the Holy Spirit. And then I think there's a second reason, not only ignorance, but I think it's indifference. And what I mean by indifference, I think a lot of people 
don't understand the importance of how vital the Holy Spirit is. And then the third reason why I think we're apprehensive is indulgence. And what I mean by indulgence is they have heard things, and they have, they have seen things that supposedly were of the Holy Spirit, but, but it's, it's indulgent. There's no biblical basis for those things that are happening. And so many times they deem the, uh, uh, this is weird or this is, this is mystical. Well, it's, it's not weird or mystical. Now, what people may be doing can be weird, but I'm not convinced all of that is of the Holy Spirit anyway. Yeah, I, I agree. Folks, we're talking about Unlimited, a book out by Pastor Benny Tate. Stay with us. We're going to be voting more right after this. Do you have five minutes for God? I'm Pastor Ed Wilson, and I believe there's no better way to begin each morning than spending a little time with Him. That's why every weekday morning I bring you a short devotional broadcast designed just for that. Look up God's Five Minutes wherever you get your podcasts to kickstart your spiritual walk for each day, and we'll always do it in five minutes or less. Have you talked to God today? This is Mark Taylor. If you miss a broadcast of Crosspoint, you can always go to our website at www.kneo.org and click on the programs page. There you can access the current Crosspoint program as well as the last four programs that have been aired. Never miss another Crosspoint program again. Go to www.kneo.org today. Welcome back to Crosspoint. I'm Mark Taylor. My guest today is... Uh, Pastor Benny Tate, uh, pastors a church in Georgia, I believe it is, and he's wrote a book here called Unlimited Experience in the Fullness of God's Power in Your Life. Now, Pastor, I know you've wrote other books as well, and you've done a great ministry there. Tell people how they can find out more about this book or your ministry or other books you've wrote as well. Well, they can go to rockspringsonline.com, rockspringsonline.com. That's our church, the Rock Springs Church. I've been the pastor here 34 years. Or they can go to PastorBennyTate.com. But if they, they could reach out to our church and they can get the book, or you can go to to Amazon or anywhere books are sold, anywhere books are sold, you can you can get the book unlimited. And, uh, you know, hey, we know how it is with Amazon. You reach out to them today and you get it tomorrow. Yeah. And, uh so it's a, I, I truly believe that our book is doing more. It is doing extremely, extremely well because many churches are buying it and using it as their curriculum. They're using it in their life groups, Sunday school classes, staff meetings. It is, it's just doing extremely, extremely well. Well, we can never talk enough about the power and the work of the Holy Spirit because Jesus said that's what he's left us to work with. He said, I've left my spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes, you'll do greater things than I did. That's a pretty big order uh, for us to fill today. Looking here in uh, the book again from the Inside Out chapter there, page 82 says, Surrendering completely to the Holy Spirit means you no longer operate in your own strength or schedule. If you acknowledge that everything in your life is from God, allow Him to determine your every step, you will develop a greater patience because you know that nothing is yours to control in the first place. Well, that takes a lot of pressure off right there, doesn't it? What I would say to our listeners, you know, when I was in Bible college, my one of my professors used to say, do you know what Acts stands for? And I'd say, no. And he'd say, 
It stands for a church training series. A church training series. He said, young preachers, if you want to know how to do church, study the book of Acts. Well, in the beginning of the book of Acts, Jesus told the early church, he said, now here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to Jerusalem, and I want you to just wait and pray. Now, what's interesting, Mark, he said, don't preach. Uh, I don't want you to go there and teach. I don't need you to go there and assimilate or have some strategic plan or, 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 or do mission work. He said, don't do anything till you be endued with power from on high. Now, now here's what's interesting. He told them to not do anything. Well, why today, Mark, would we think that we can do ministry in our own strength and have anything of significance happen. I love what A.W. Tozer said. A.W. Tozer said, he said, if the Holy Spirit was removed from churches today, 95% of what we're doing would con- would continue and nobody would know the difference. I agree. And then Tozer said, but if the Holy Spirit was removed from the early church 95% of what they were doing would immediately stop, and everybody would know the difference. Well, Pastor Tate, do you believe that not enough Christians are living really in the fullness of the Holy Spirit? Unequivocally. And listen, we have a large church. We have a large church, uh, Mark. I mean, literally, it's grown from 25 people to about 8,000. And I preach three times on Sunday. And, but I tell our people, there's nothing worse than a full church of half full people. Yeah. And, and if we're not awful careful, we can't have a full church of half full people. And that's not, that's not the secret to accomplishing something for Jesus. You mentioned you went from a church of 25 to 8,000. Do you believe that it was the power of the Holy Spirit, the work of the Holy Spirit, that took you from that small number to that larger number? Unequivocally, Mark. One day I was here in my office, and my assistant said, the Associated Press has reached out to us. I said, the Associated Press? They said, yes. And they want to talk to you. They want to interview interview you. And so I had some apprehension, to be honest with yeah, you, Mark. I understand. But I said, uh, okay. And she said, I think it's good. They want to talk to you of how a church in a population, a place called Milner, Georgia, with a population of 700 people. How can you run five and six times the population of the town you're in? There is no explanation. And here's what I'm trying to say. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, there will be no explanation other than the Holy Spirit. So, What I would say, Mark, God will share his power with us. He will not share his glory with us, but he will share his power with us. We're the Holy Spirit. And literally, I believe we can be like the early church. We can turn the world upside down, but only through the power of the Holy Spirit. Chapter 6 of the book, Choosing Wisely, you start off there by telling about when you were 25 years old uh, that you made a big decision in your life. 
then on the other page, it said, after pastoring the Rock Springs Church for you know, over 30 years, I can say it was one of the greatest decisions ever made. The church, with its 30 members, turned into a church of thousands. The one chapel turned into multiple campuses. The one Sunday service turned into three services. And God spoke to you in 1990 in a revival that made the decision that you heard from him. Tell us a little bit about this. Well, actually, I was pastoring a church in Middle Tennessee that was uh, 10 times larger than the church that I, I came here to. But I knew unequivocally, my wife and I knew that the Holy Spirit led us here. And what I would say to people that are listening, sometimes what God will lead you to do may not make sense to people. But we need to hear from Him. When I'm really praying about something, Mark, you said, Pastor, do you talk to a lot of people about it? No. I wouldn't say a lot of people, some, but I don't want to hear so many voices that I can hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. And what I would say to a person is, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And the Holy Spirit wants to direct you in the decisions that you're supposed to make. And if the Holy Spirit leads and directs you, it will always be the right decision. You know, the Holy Spirit would come upon people in the Old Testament for task, and then he would leave. But what I remind believers of today, he dwells within us. He dwells within us, and he wants to be the dominating force and the dominating voice in our power, I mean, in our lives. So I encourage people to be sensitive to, to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Now, in part three of the book, uh, chapter seven, you talk about a strong defense. You say on page 113, there is a spiritual battle going on all around us every day, whether we choose to acknowledge it or not. We have a very real enemy, and he patiently waits for just the right time to attack, so we need to stay alert. I wonder how many people actually realize how powerful the Holy Spirit is to, to go against the enemies that we fight. We probably don't, Mark, but here's what I would say to you. The Bible tells us to walk in the Spirit, and you won't commit the lust of the flesh. Walk in the Spirit. I say to people, unless there is within us that which is above us, we will soon yield to that which is around us. I, I want to unequivocally say, I am no match for the powers of darkness. I am no match. But I also want our listeners to know, Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. We can overcome. I want every listener today to know whatever is pulling you down, you can overcome through the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and you also mentioned in the part Living Free about being slave to fear, and we know that fear is a great tactic that Satan tries to use. And we also know that we live in a fearful world right now. I mean, we've got a lot of things that are causing a lot of people fear. But you say here, the devil wants us to fear of failure to keep us from accomplishing anything for God. If we live our lives from a spirit of fear, we'll always see limitations instead of unlimited power and promise. Really, if we will look at God and who God is and who the Holy Spirit is in us, 
we can really do those greater things Jesus talked about. You know, Mark, the Bible says that Samuel went down to Jesse's house, and he took just the, the, the run of the group, the run of the group. You know, uh, Jesse marched all seven sons out there, and he never, Jesse never said, I have an eighth son. If you will read the scripture, it says that Samuel said, is there another one? He, he wasn't even going to mention him. Well, David is the runt of the litter, but the Bible says he's anointed with a horn of oil, and it says from that point, the Holy Spirit came upon him. Well, then David runs to, to, to battle this giant that's, that's better than nine feet tall. Somebody said, man, that's amazing. That's a beautiful story. Well, we fail to mention it wasn't David. It was the Holy Spirit inside David that gave him courage. And it's the Holy Spirit inside of us because God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power. Notice that power, that God has endued us with power, the power of the Holy Spirit. So you point out something on page 148 of the book, uh, when it's that's entitled Inscribable Boldness, that chapter there. And this is good news what you say here. You say the Holy Spirit gives us boldness to live for Christ and share the gospel even after failure. You know, there's nothing better, in my opinion, uh, for a Christian who has failed to take that failure and use it for the cause of Christ and say, look what I did, but look what Christ did because of my failure. Hey, a beautiful example in the Scripture is Peter. <laughs> Yeah. Peter openly denied him, openly just denied him. Peter was, was cursing. Peter was uh, standing by the devil's fire. I mean, Peter openly denied him, but yet what happened? He preached to the highest court in Israel and said, you stiff-necked and uncircumcised. You always resisted the Holy One. You crucified Christ. Well, what made the difference? What made the difference? was when Peter was there on Pentecost, and he and the 120 others were filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, folks, we are talking about unlimited experience in the fullness of God's power in your life. Stay with us. We'll be back. Never miss your favorite show again. For more than 30 years, KNEO has been bringing you great Bible teachers on a local and national level. And now we've made it easier than ever to hear from these great men and women of God. KNEO's entire lineup is now available to listen anytime, anywhere through our website. Go to KNEO.org slash podcast to see all the options. You can search for programs alphabetically, or you can select individual categories like culture, kids, leadership, or music. We even have a category just for locally produced programs, so you can hear from pastors and spiritual leaders located right here in the four-state area. And... All these resources are absolutely free. Kaneo's mission is to get God's Word in front of you, and this is one of the ways we do it. Give it a try today. Go to kaneo.org and click on the podcast tab to get started. On purpose, with a purpose. For a purpose. To get God's truths into their lives. Share God's love with people who need encouragement. You get the truth of God out there and it resounds and it resonates. 91.7 The Word. It does amazing things in people's lives. Welcome back to Crosspoint. Good interview today we're having here talking about the Holy Spirit. How can we not have a good interview talking about the Holy Spirit? But I'm doing it with uh, Pastor Benny Tate. 
a book entitled Unlimited. Now, Pastor, uh, tell people how they can find out more about this book. I know you said that people's been using this book for Bible studies and churches are using it. It's doing good. But if somebody wants to know how to find out about getting a copy, how do they do that? Well, Mark, they can go to rockspringsonline.com, rockspringschurchonline.com, and we can uh, send it out and probably probably even sign the book if you reach out to our church because I've signed thousands on top of thousands. Or you can go to Amazon or anywhere books are sold, anywhere books are sold, and uh, Charisma Publishing publish the book, and you can uh, you can get the book. You can go to uh, Books A Million. You can go to Barnes & Noble. It's, uh, it's doing extremely well everywhere books are sold. Well, Pastor, would you not say that if you spend quality time learning about the Holy Spirit, your life will be transformed like you couldn't believe? Unequivocally, unequivocally, when you spend time and you want to be alone with God, uh, it's it's amazing what God wants to do in our lives. Yeah. Page 169 of the book, Divine Directions, that title of that chapter, says, Knowing and understanding the Word of God is vitally important for our Christian walk, but we cannot come to a divine understanding without the Holy Spirit. Regardless of a person's reading level, extensive vocabulary, or understanding of complex ideas, no one can truly understand God's Word without the help of the Holy Spirit. So, anyway, this knowing these things... Is this what causes the Holy Spirit to have all of its power? Is our Holy Spirit to have its powers when we cooperate with the Holy Spirit and walk with the Holy Spirit instead of walking our own walk? What I would say to our listeners today on that, Mark, you know, in Ephesians 5.18, it tells us, Be not drunk with wine, but be ye filled with the Spirit. So when, when the Bible says that in Ephesians 5.18, we've got to ask ourselves, who is he speaking to? Well, he said, in Ephesians 1 and 1, that that was written to the saints and the faithful at Ephesus. So literally, Paul is saying to the church, he's saying to believers, be ye filled with the Spirit. Be ye filled. And I want our listeners to understand that that is in the, that is in the present tense, which is the continuous tense. So what Paul is saying to us there needs to be a continuous filling, a continuous filling. I enjoy studying preachers from days gone by. I recently went to Northfield, Massachusetts to study D.L. Moody. And D.L. Moody would constantly say, God, fill me with your spirit. God, fill me with your spirit. God, fill me with your spirit. And on one occasion, some people said to him, Mr. Moody, you're the greatest preacher of the day. Why would you pray, God, fill me with your spirit? And D.L. Moody said, because I leak. Because yeah. I leak. And what I've learned, Mark, as Christians, we're in the world with the world, flesh, and the devil. We're in spiritual warfare. And I've found that we do leak. And I have found that we need fresh feelings, fresh feelings of God's Holy Spirit. Yeah. Okay, then, Pastor, why is the Holy Spirit uh, limited by some barriers? I mean, human constraints cause that. But why do humans constrain it? Even some church denominations and stuff, they constrain this work of the Holy Spirit. Well, 
I go back to what I'm saying. I think I think it's for those reasons. I think many times it's ignorance, unlearned. I think it's indifference. They don't understand the importance, and it's indulgence. You know what was interesting to me when in Ephesians five twenty two he talks to us about being filled. It's it's interesting. Right there is where he talks about wives, wives submitting unto yourselves and to your own husbands. Then he quickly says, husbands. Love your wives. And then he moves on hurriedly, and he's talking about children, obey your parents. And then he's talking about employers and employees' relationships. See, Mark, we can't be the husband. We can't be the wife. We can't be the, we can't be the parent. We can't be the children. We can't be the employer, the employee that we should be <laughs> outside of being filled with the Holy Spirit. And so uh, I, I would just say quickly to our, to our listeners, make sure we come to God. And before we say, God, fill me, we need to say, God, empty me. Yeah. God, empty me. And, and you know what he may, yeah. some it may be ambition, some it may be bitterness in our hearts, some it may be, uh, it may be pride, but, but God, empty us, empty us, Lord, and then we ask him to fill us. Yeah. And so I even pray right now for myself, for our listeners, God empty us and God fill us because we need you more than we need anything else. Yeah. More than we need anything else. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. Another chapter of the book is entitled Mission Ready. You say on page 187, Maybe you have a hard time believing that you have a spiritual gift because you just don't recognize any special, uh, specific attitudes. But let me quickly remind you that beginning in First Peter, and you talk about uh, four ten, it clearly says God has given each of you a gift from a great variety of spiritual gifts. Whether you recognize it or understand it, your giftedness or not, the Bible makes it clear that you have a spiritual gift. A lot of people don't know that. A lot of people struggle with that. How, how does this book help them? Here's, here's how the book will help them. First of all, the Bible does say, as every man had received the gift. When you become a Christian, the Holy Spirit comes into your life, and he gives you spiritual giftedness, spiritual giftedness. And what I would want every listener, as they, as they dig into this book, this book is going to help you determine where God has gifted you spiritually. And, and God wants to expand that gift, and he wants to use that gift. God will never take our listeners today out of their gift zone, <laughs> but he will take them out of their comfort zone, and he will stretch you because God made you a unique person. He's given you a unique passion because he's made you for a unique purpose. And part of the way you're going to understand that unique purpose for your life is through the spiritual giftedness that God has equipped you with. The book will be very helpful in that capacity. Well, we got to remember, too, the Bible says that the gifts and callings of God are irrevocable. I mean, once you've got them, it's there whether you use it or not. And you could wait a period of time before you use it, but still it's there if you want to use it, right? That's exactly right. The, the gifts and callings of God are are there and they're there for you because we are, you know, I, I say a little poem right quick, Mark. I said, Christ has no hands but our hands to do his work today. 
He has no feet but our feet to lead men in the way. He has no tongue but our tongue to tell them how he died. He has no help but our help to bring men to his side. God uses people. Why am I on this earth? (laughs) You're on this earth to know him and to make him known. It's that simple. In the part of the book you entitled Miraculous Works, in that chapter you say, page 201, whether we truly believe in the possibility of miracles today or not, Jesus was quite clear, and we mentioned this scripture before, John 14, 12, I tell you the truth that anyone who believes in me will do the same works I've done, even greater works, because I go to the Father. And you point out here something. He didn't say certain people, but he said we could do it. So it doesn't, it doesn't bypass anybody, does it? No, here's what I would want our listeners to know, Mark. The very first time in the Bible that the Bible says a person was filled with the Holy Spirit, the very first time was a man by the name of Bezalel. Bezalel is mentioned in Exodus chapter 31, verses 1 through 4. He's the first person in the Bible. The Bible says he was filled with the Holy Spirit. And here's what's so interesting. He wasn't. He wasn't a scribe. He wasn't a prophet. He wasn't ministry. He was a craftsman. He worked with wood, and he worked with stones. He was not in ministry. He was in the marketplace. But he was the very first person in the Bible that it says Bezalel was filled with the Holy Spirit. So what I want people to understand, whether it be ministry, whether it be the marketplace, Whatever your life is, God wants you to experience the Holy Spirit. The last page in the book, 218, you talk about that last paragraph about spiritual gifts test. So you have a way um, of helping people here try to realize what their spiritual gifts. Tell us about this. What is this? Yes, the book book will take you to a spiritual gifts evaluation, and it will ask you questions. And it will help you identify. We we wanted this book to be very practical. So you will take a spiritual gifts evaluation that will literally help you identify where you are gifted. And so you can turn around and start operating in your gift zone. As I say, we designed this book so it could really be a tool for churches. We wanted it to be a very practical book. That could help churches. That's what literally today, Mark, we've had, uh, we've probably had six or eight churches that have reached out to us. They're not ordering a book. They're ordering boxes of books because they want to get these books to their people because they really believe that it, it can be a, a practical book that can really transform, transform their church. You know, hey, we talk about we need God. Okay? Mark just being transparent. We need God in our schools. You know, we need God in our government. We need God. Hey, we need God in our churches. We we need the Holy Spirit in our churches. Many of our churches are starting at eleven o'clock sharp, and they're ending at twelve o'clock dull because we don't have the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, you talked about how churches are reaching out, but give us an example or two maybe of how the Holy Spirit's power has transformed your own life and your church as well. Well, here's, here's how the Holy Spirit has, has, has transformed my own life. Because of my upbringing, I have never felt adequate. I have never felt like that, that I was adequate to do what God has called me to do. You know, uh, I wasn't from a 
I wasn't from a religious family. I wasn't from a religious background. But it's through the power of the Holy Spirit. And what I've learned that even for somebody like me who didn't know who his father was until he was 30 years old, for somebody like me who's from a very dysfunctional family, the power of the Holy Spirit makes all the difference. And we have seen over and over and over God do exploits. See, our, many times people will say the church, churches need to design their services to attract people. I, I agree and disagree. We, we don't need to design our services to attract people. We need to design our churches to attract the Holy Spirit. You say, well, what's going to attract the Holy Spirit? Well, John 15 and 26 says, when he's come, he will testify of me. So the Holy Spirit said, I'm not coming to toot my own horn. I'm coming to brag on Jesus. And so when churches, when we brag on Jesus, when we, when we exalt Jesus and we praise and worship Jesus, it's, it's a magnet for the Holy Spirit, a magnet for the Holy Spirit. So uh, uh, I found that to be true, Mark. Well, Pastor, before we wrap this, what do you think we got to do to shift gears in our Christian culture to make this Holy Spirit not such a taboo subject, but giving the Holy Spirit what the Holy Spirit deserves, the position uh, in the Godhead and in the church? I think we got to get back to the basics. You know, Vince Lombardi would start every year coaching football before he did anything else. Before he did anything else, he would hold up a football. And he would say to the Green Bay Packers, this is a football. He was getting back to the basics. And I think churches have got to get back to the basics. When I'm talking about back to the basics, we got to realize that we've got to reach people for Jesus Christ. We're the only organization, the church is the only organization that exists for non-believers. Somebody said, Pastor Benny, is it the church's responsibility to change society? Here's what I would say. I can say this unequivocally. It's the church's responsibility to change individuals. And when we see individuals change, society will change. So we got to reach people. So we go back to the premise, how do we do that? Acts 1 and 8, but ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Yeah. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the uttermost part of the earth. Mark, where were they? They were in Jerusalem. He said, the first place you need to reach people is right where you're at. You shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. See, many times we're flying over a mission field <laughs> uh, to reach a mission field. But we have a mission field all around us. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, the light that shines the farthest abroad will shine the brightest at home. So we need to begin right where we're at to reach people, and we can only do that through the power of the Holy Spirit. All right, Pastor, before I let you go, again, tell people how they can find out more of your book, Unlimited, Experiencing the Fullness of God's Power in Your Life. They can go to Rock Springs Church on rockspringschurchonline.com, or they can simply go to Amazon or anywhere books are sold, Amazon or anywhere books are sold, and they can get a copy of the book Unlimited, or they can get boxes of the books for their churches. 
And again, if you reach out to our local church here, Rock Springs Church, I'm sure I'll, I'll have signed those books. But either way, the, the importance and the message of the book has nothing to do with my signature. It has to do with it's a book that's a practical book, 12 chapters on the Holy Spirit. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us here today on Crosspoint. It's been my privilege. It's been an honor, Mark. Let's do it again, okay? All right. Man, that was a great interview today, folks. A really good interview. You need the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. We all do in a greater way. And it talks all about it in this other book in my hand, the Holy Bible. Uh, that's where Unlimited, the book the pastor uh, Tate wrote, me and Holy, comes from God's Word. And God's Word is a word that is never outdated. It's the Bible. It's the very inspired words of God. doesn't matter where you live, where you're at, who you are. The Bible contains the most important words you're ever going to read and certainly ever follow. Be sure to join us again next time as we again discuss issues that are affecting the church. Have a great week and allow God to use you for His purposes so that greater things can be done. Make your life count in God's plans for eternity. I'm Mark Taylor. Crosspoint is a program produced in Studio 101 at KNEO Radio. Not all of the views on Crosspoint reflect those of the management or staff of KNEO. You may contact the Crosspoint program at 10827 Highway 86 East, the Osho, Missouri, 64850, or by email crosspoint at kneo.org. You can hear Crosspoint four times a week, Saturday morning at 1, Saturday afternoon at 2, Saturday evening at 9, and Sunday evening at 7. You can also listen anytime online at kneo.org. God's Word speaks truth. God's Word speaks life. And God's Word speaks to us today. Hi, I'm Pastor John Marins of the Granby Christian Church. Each week we explore God's Word together on In the Shadow of Your Wings, a radio broadcast on KNEO. Tune in each Saturday at 6.45 p.m. to hear the show. And if you ever miss it, you can always view the archive online at kneo.org. We also have the program available as a podcast as well, so you can listen anytime, anywhere. It's available from Sky High Podcast Network. I invite you to check out the show and learn more about our incredible God and how He cares for you. You can trust Him. You can depend on Him, and you can rest in the shadow of His wings. Harper's Kennel of Stella, Missouri is proud to be sponsoring this portion of broadcasting on KNEO. Owned by Judy and Danny Harper, Harper's Kennel of Stella, Missouri specializes in French Bulldogs. For more information, the phone number is 417-628-3083.